0: I'm <laughs> going Welcome to episode six of Let's Be Nerds. I'm your host, Stephen Jay. And today I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Gordon Bryant, Lizette Ayala, and Demetrius John. Gordon, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Steve. How are you?
0: I'm pretty good. I uh think we have an interesting show lined up for today.
1: I think so as well. I believe we're talking about video games today.
0: Can't wait. Lizette, your second episode, welcome back.
2: Hey, really excited to be here.
0: I uh, know firsthand that you're pretty passionate about the video game series you're going to be talking about, so that'll be exciting. Yeah. Demetrius, second episode as well, welcome back. Thank you. And you're uh, bringing us two video game topics today, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that. Me too. All right, with that being said, uh, first things first is we want to thank Anchor uh, for sponsoring this podcast. Without them, it would not be possible. And Gordon, I'm going to give it over to you to kick us off.
1: Oh, thank you, Steve. Um, I'm going to kick us off with probably one of my favorite video game series. At least it is right now. It's the, uh, the Assassin's Creed line of video games. I don't know. You guys have heard of them. I just have. Just a little <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just a small video game. Just a couple developers. They really get the games out slow. <laughs> um, I, Assassin's Creed really is one of my favorite games because it's one of the few games that are out that focus mainly on stealth to get your missions done without having to go in loud and proud to get it done, which is one of my favorite ways to play a video game is in stealth. That way, it just seems more fun to do it stealthily than going in
0: guns blazing. I gotcha. So, how many games have uh, been released in the series?
1: Ugh, um, too many, <laughs> to be completely honest, like, I, I, they're pr- getting pretty close to beating a dead horse, in my opinion, with how many they've released, which I think is almost 10 now, um, wow. and the the worst part is, the the games aren't exactly released in order, And by that I mean, um, it, it's. Well, you'll have one that's like th- taking place where Benjamin Franklin is, and then the next one's all about pirates. Then the next one's gonna be taking place in Egypt, well, after both the other ones. Then we have go back in time and do Vikings was the newest one that came out was Assassin's Valhalla. Before that, you had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which took place in Rome.
0: Wow. So the concept is, is they, it jumps from different timelines, different events throughout history?
1: Yeah. It's, um focuses on this, as they call it, creed of people who are assassins and study under the hidden blade. And they pretty much go around making sure stuff goes as planned, so to speak, so that they go around trying to stop their counterpart, which is uh, Trinity, I I have to guess. It's it's been a hot minute since I played their games. From trying to take over the Templars from taking over the world in any aspect.
0: Okay, so in case we didn't make it clear in the beginning, the point of this episode is each host is trying to convince the other hosts why their game series is the best. So, Gordon, give us your top three reasons or however many reasons why Assassin's Creed is better and superior to the games that we are going to be discussing.
1: I think Assassin's Creed is... I guess we can use the word superior, but I think it's better just for the variety that they have in their games. Granted to anyone just looking at it from the outside and not playing it, it all looks pretty much exactly the same. Um, they might think you're just an assassin going around murdering people for fun. But in each game, it it, there's its own story, and they all tie in with each other in the long run if you play them all. And you surprisingly get, learned a, a lot about history through this game. Because the uh, devs of the game were very specific to making the areas that you play in very realistic. So you could, in essence, take the video game maps go to said place in the real world and be able to walk around with a video game map as if in the real world and not run into anything from the time that game was created, I should say.
0: Because new buildings can go up at any time. Hmm. So you're thinking from a development aspect, your game is the superior?
1: Yeah, because it's one of the few games that or have large open worlds that you're able to play in, especially in the newer games with Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. It You have a probably one of the largest open world maps that I've at least encountered in playing video games where you can go and do just about anything in the game and you don't have to stick to just the story and there's plenty to do for side quests and just screwing around in
0: general. Hmm. Okay. That's a pretty strong case. Anything you want to add before we move on to the next game?
1: I did find out there's 11 games in total. Wow. Oh. And one of the games is um, where uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations, which if I'm correct in remembering is a diff is a different been on the Assassin's Creed games where you play a Templar instead of an assassin. So you kind of get to see the other side of the people you're normally going against. So you don't, so it's not just an entire series of a one-sided argument. You kind of get to see both worlds a little bit.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> Very interesting. Alright, well, if that's all you have for Assassin's Creed, then we will move on to Demetrius.
3: Yeah, that's all I have. So, today, I have two games. The first one I'm going to talk about is one of my personal favorites, which is Rocket League. Now, Rocket League is a car game, but it's not like your typical racing games or like demolition car games. It's basically sports, but with cars. Like, there's soccer, basketball, hockey, there's Rumble, where you have different power ups and everything. And. Basically, you drive around the map, hitting the ball, trying to score in the other team's goal. And unlike Gordon's game, um, this one has like different uh, seasons and everything, and their game is always being changed. Like now, we went from. The theme of Tokyo to the wild, wild west. So there's now new cars in. there's now new decals, tires, stuff like that. And basically you see how good you are and it'll pair you up with people among your rank. And... I find it fascinating because like, if you're bored or something, you can play on there, you can make new friends, and then when you guys get off, say you get off around 10 in the morning and then you want to get back on around 5 and your body's still there, you two can team up and you can do a 2v2 against other people. You can do 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, Chaos. There's a reason it's called Chaos, because it's pretty intense. But um, another game that I really like to talk about is Call of Duty Cold War. See... I'm a big fan of Call of Duty myself. Like, I keep up with the original Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Black Ops, all that, World War One, all that stuff, and lately, I've noticed that the new Call of Duty Cold War, I've been playing it a little bit, seeing how it works. It's got multiplayer, zombies, and campaign. I'm not much of a campaign person myself, but I enjoy playing zombies and multiplayer with it. And I've noticed that the graphics are really good. Like you have, you can uh, mess with the graphics to where you can see like a bunch of gore. You can blur all that out like unlike Assassin's Creed you can actually do that sorry for throwing it
1: as an assassin you you shouldn't be making a bloody mess everywhere you go (laughs) you're you're trying to stay the streets while you're being an assassin and not going out gun blazing
0: either way (laughs) it still kind of sounds like it'll be messy there so for those of you listening we are on a little bit of an episode binge where we're trying to record as much as possible so we're all pretty tired and that echoes back demetrius you the way you spoke was so like calm and slow and like soothing i was like like not because not it was boring but i was like am i gonna fall back asleep
2: <laughs> i had the same feeling like it was just like so chill and like i'm relaxed i was zoning out and then i was like wait that's a- this is a bad time to not pay attention
0: <laughs> right i was like this kid needs to start like an am asmr like book like channel where he reads you to sleep or some shit <laughs> I, mean, I mean i can do that I I I've been practicing. Hello well,
3: guys, welcome you- back to uh today's uh ASMR. Today I'm going to be
0: putting you guys to sleep, so enjoy. Am I uh, I mean I'm actually right. Like he does kind of sound like that, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's got a nice like your your voice has a nice tone for it. Like it is very soothing.
0: Oh god, we'll give him any ideas, he'll so abandon the podcast and start his own career and be screwed. <laughs> You think I'm gonna make my own career being ASMR? You might.
3: No thank you.
1: You can make a lot of money. People are fucking obsessed with that shit.
3: Yeah, but there's also those people, and I'm not throwing hate on anybody, but there's also those people that like will literally just sit down, roll close to a microphone, and eat toast and uh, like smash soap. It's just like you're telling me you get paid thousands of dollars for this just to.
0: Just to eat toast in front of a microphone, real close. You know what's even more? Like, I was watching this uh, YouTube commentary documentary, and it was about like people that do those mukbangs, and oh, how yeah. they like they make ridiculous money just like gorging on gross food. And Dude. imagine <laughs>
1: like, what's that dude's name? That
0: um, like Nick, Nick avocado.
1: Yeah, that like last year Dude. he was like the healthiest person in the world, and now he's fucking
0: this is the first and last time we will ever speak of him on this podcast but yes he <laughs> he used to be a vegan like violinist and now he's like gigantic and he mukbangs with his <laughs> also gigantic husband and they like fist fight on camera and you know, hit each other with spaghetti it's it's disgusting oh my yeah. oh <laughs> I, I can't even it's such a rabbit hole like if you type in Nikocado Avocado Walmart girl, you'll you'll just die It's like watching him ride around in Walmart in a mobility scooter and it's it's just disgusting. Anyway. Um, Some sorry. behind the
1: scenes content here.
0: Yeah, that's uh, no, we're leaving this in. I'm I don't have time to edit behind the scenes anymore. We're good for that. <laughs> Um, one thing I did want to say about Rocket League is a lot of YouTube commentators will play Rocket League and they'll screen record it and then they'll, um, they'll dub their voiceover talking about whatever they want. Like, you know, there's this one guy, Optimus, and he is not exactly my favorite, but he, that's what he does. He plays Rocket League and then he talks about like the news. And um, yeah, that's only how I know of that game because I'm pretty sure it's only available on Xbox, right? No, it is available on Xbox,
3: PlayStation, PC, whatever.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's a multi platform game. Wow. And I had, Michi, you said you're not a fan of the campaign when it comes to Call of Duty Cold War. Yeah. But you, I don't know if you would have heard of it, but our other two hosts here might have you two heard of it, or has anyone heard of the Stanley Parable game? No.
2: Wait, what is it called?
1: Stanley Parable?
0: Is it Stanley? No. Stan- is it Stanley's Stanley Parable? like the name or Stanley are you saying?
1: Like the name Stanley. Oh, no.
0: I've not heard of that.
1: Really? Oh, You guys will d- have to look that up. There's definitely a few hours worth of videos to listen to, but it's good background noise if you listen to a walkthrough of it. Hmm. Um, It's pretty much um you're Stanley in the game and you're in your office and a narrator narrates everything you're doing. But you can of course diverge from this path and do things that you're not supposed to do to get different endings. And there's a play on that in the campaign of Call of Duty Cold War. Hmm. That I found really interesting.
0: That is interesting. It's kind of like a crossover or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Hmm. Alright, well, Demetrius, if that's all you have for us, uh, give us your top three reasons why your video games are superior and we will move on. Alrighty. Well, my
3: first reason is, again, unlike Assassin's Creed, it I'm going to go with Call of Duty on this one. Unlike Assassin's Creed, you actually have a variety of stuff to do because in Cold War, there are three different games. There's Call of Duty. Like, there's three different games on one disc. Like, there's Call of Duty Cold War, there's Warzone, and there's one other one I can't think of right now. But if you get bored of playing Cold War, you can go play Warzone, and their servers are insane. There's a bunch of people that play it all the time. So, if you're sitting there playing Assassin's Creed all by yourself in the dark, bundled up in a ball wondering why you don't have any friends, go ahead and hop on <laughs> Call of <it>, Duty. <dude. laughs>
2: I hate that you described a day that I actually had. Like, the first time I played Assassin's Creed. <laughs> first
0: off, I-, I
1: have plenty of friends. Uh huh, sure. There's at least one person that's my friend in this video call. Who would that be? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: my second reason, I'm gonna throw this one on Rocket League, would be it's something you haven't seen before. Like, yeah, there's games where you shoot people, there's exploring games, there's Learning games. Rocket League is a different game. It's a sport game, but not like a normal sport game like Madden or NHL or anything like that. It's sports with cars. And it's pretty interesting because you have people that are really good at the game making millions, winning tournaments, and everything. And it's actually pretty interesting and i'm not even going to touch on fortnite because both rocket <laughs> league and both rocket league and fortnite have both done their little easter eggs to put one game inside of the other but honestly in my opinion rocket league tops fortnite over everything because you have people for fortnite you have people that are like stealing their parents credit cards just to get on and get the battle pass and everything on Rocket League. Yeah, there's the battle pass, but there's also the free pass. And to complete those, all you have to do is these free missions and everything. And it's just really interesting because in my opinion Rocket League is something new to people instead of all the other all the other original video games. But My third reason would have to be unlike Assassin's Creed again both Call of Duty and Rocket League are cross platform across anything meaning you can play like if you're on the Xbox you can play on the PS4 with people and on the uh, PC with people unlike Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed is
1: on. a single-player game, but it's cross-platform, so you can play it on any platform you want.
0: I love that this has devolved into and, Demetrius just proving his game is better than Gordon's.
1: <laughs> I, I just want to say Rocket League is garbage because it's just playing soccer with cars.
3: Actually, no, you play basketball, I mean, hockey, and other stuff, too.
1: And at least in <laughs> Assassin's Creed, it's not pay-to-win. Like every other game you're talking about.
3: It's not pay to win in Rocket League. You can just design your car. All of them run the same. All of them operate the same. Unlike Assassin's Creed, where you get all this different stuff, and it's all just time-consuming. And you're just sitting there in your room, once again, by yourself, (laughs) in the dark, maybe eating some Doritos on the side, maybe eating some... Big gallon thing of goldfish. This is turning into ASMR.
0: At least (laughs) Assassin's
1: Creed doesn't need its tacky battle passes for it to be
3: popular. You're right. every other
1: game you're talking about.
3: You're right. Assassin's Creed needs a huge upgrade for it to be popular.
1: (laughs) By upgrade, do you mean releasing more content in the form of new video games?
0: 11 more. (laughs)
1: they definitely don't need 11 more they can stop now and they'll be ahead of the game but
0: no by
3: upgrade I mean they need to find a way to actually lure people into their game not just oh here play this okay we're done that's pretty much all
1: they had to do it's probably more popular than Rocket League not Call Uh... of Duty, Call of Duty is probably more popular But it's definitely more popular than Rocket League, and I'm going to look that shit up right now.
0: Go for it. With that being said, we're going to take a quick pause. I'm going to go take a nap, and we're going to hear (laughs) a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to uh, Let's Be Nerds. Gordon, were you able to uh, find that statistic for...
1: Oh, I found that and a little bit more. So let's start with Rocket League because... (laughs) Uh oh (laughs) Oh, boy. It's apparently such a great game that it's better than Assassin's Creed. Michi, take a guess about, on average, how many sales they've made so far. Up to
3: 2020. What do you mean, how many sales? How many units of the game
1: have been sold?
3: What do you mean? It's not a grocery store. Me too.
1: Oh my how, many, God. how many times do you think
3: people have bought Rocket League? None, because Rocket League is free.
1: Regardless. Download <laughs> it. How many people do you think have downloaded the game?
0: What Jesus do you mean, regor- regardless?
1: Who cares who bought it? I'm asking how many people you think have downloaded the game because it's free?
3: A lot more, because okay. it's free.
1: Do you want to know the sales?
3: Sure. Again, it's Rocket not a grocery store, though. Has...
1: <laughs> Rocket League is only at 12 million players, meaning they have only sold roughly 12 million copies of the game. Assassin's Creed, on the other hand, is over 140 million sales of each game, of the games individually.
3: Yeah, it makes good firewood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rocket League is only gross. Over 110 million since they released the game. Where Assassin's Creed, since the first one, has grossed over 1.2 billion dollars.
0: Well, I mean, and not not to take sides here, but if it's a free to play game, that's kind of more impressive that they're. It's a
1: free to play game, yeah, but still garbage.
0: <laughs> how does, how <laughs>
1: Fortnite's free to play too, and it's garbage.
3: I'll agree with you on Fortnite, I but think we how all much? I'll agree on Fortnite. But how much does it cost to play Assassin's Creed?
1: I don't remember. The exactly. New, the my older point. games probably cost like you can get a bundle of like the old like six or seven old games for like twenty bucks.
3: See, why would you spend twenty bucks when you can play Rocket League for because free? Because you
1: can have a lot more fun playing Assassin's Creed than bumping a couple <laughs> stupid balls into goals for five oh, minutes.
3: Oh, okay, okay. So what I'm hearing is you want everybody Assassin to go...
1: Rocket League is garbage, is what you're doing. No, thinking. no, 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 no. You
3: want everybody to go bank drop spending all their money on Assassin's Creed other than play a free-to-play game that costs not even a single penny. It doesn't matter how much
1: it costs. I know that everyone I know is going to have a lot more fun playing Assassin's Creed over Rocket League because Rocket League is such a boring game. All you do
0: is
1: use a car to bounce around an object into a goal, where Assassin's Creed, you get to run around in a large open world map, and you get to do pretty much whatever you want. Whatever you want.
3: Did I also mention that you can create your own maps in Rocket League? Can you create your own maps in Assassin's Creed? Cool, I can make
1: my own maps in Mario Kart. Mario Party too and guess what Mario Party is more is better than Rocket League too
3: Mario Party is also better than Assassin's Creed uh,
1: okay. I okay I'll, I'll give you that one cuz Mario is fucking yeah great. Mario okay. Party is awesome
0: I think that's before this uh circle chase I'm using a, a polite word before the circle continues we'll uh, move on (laughs) and just agree that Mario Party or Mario (laughs) fucking card or whatever is superior. (laughs) Okay. Agreed. Gordon, you got (sighs) shut down, though. (sighs) Uh, Okay. Lizette, Lizette. what video game do you have for us today?
2: Well, it's funny that they should mention Mario because I was going to bring up a Nintendo game. So, my favorite series is The Legend of Zelda. Um... I have been playing it or at least watching it be played since as long as I can remember. Really. Um, my grandmother is the one who entered to the series hmm. and, um, we were playing, I remember sitting at her house playing on the Nintendo 64, watching her play Ocarina of time and Majora's mask and, uh, all my cousins, we have a lot of fond memories with that. Uh, Basically, if you are not familiar with Zelda, it is a fantasy game, um, a fantasy series where you are playing the main character. His name is not Zelda; his name is Link. It's a common misconception. Um, you mean she's most not Zelda? <laughs> the is <princesses, What? laughs> The prin- <laughs> The princess is Zelda. The main character you're playing. His name is Link. Oh, he's a
3: so, Mario Kart too.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite oh. Mario or Smash Bros. player.
2: Yep. Uh, <laughs> so That's in most all I know him from. <laughs> in most um you are trying to save the princess or trying to save the kingdom from whatever evil, big evil character has shown up in most cases the character his name is ganon or ganondorf now there's a reason characters keep appearing over and over again multiple games um which is explained in sky sword which actually just got re-released on the nintendo switch for the 35th anniversary of zelda um i was really excited it's one of my favorites of course i I bought it, but I haven't really had a chance to play it because I've been playing on my PlayStation 5, but that's another story. Flex. I had to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so anyway, you're trying to save the kingdom. Now, most of the games up until the most recent one, which was Breath of the Wild, were very linear. Um, you had to follow a certain chain of events. You didn't really get to go out and explore wherever you want it to. Now, that formula was starting to get a little bit old. People still enjoyed it, but Nintendo realized that they would do a lot better if they started to evolve the games. Now, this is something that, if I'm remembering correctly, the guys have explained so far are still kind of following the same basic formula. Nobody's really made a big change like that like um, they did in Legend of Zelda. So when they released Breath of the Wild, it went from being a very linear series to completely open world. You could do whatever event you wanted in whatever order you wanted. You could skip stuff. You could go out and do every little detail, which um, to completely 100% the game There was so much involved. I I don't remember how long it took the first person to reach 100% on it, but it it was not a quick feat. It it took quite a bit. Um, But on the flip side of that, if you want it, once you finish your first kind of tutorial area, you could run and skip straight to the final boss if you wanted to. Not necessarily the best idea if you don't know what you're doing because you don't have the equipment but you could run in at the main boss with a tree branch and no armor if you wanted to. <laughs> so
0: um
1: I since you bring that up and cuz I watch a lot of speedrunning, uh the fastest speedrun for that game is 30 minutes and that's exactly what they do.
2: Yep. Yeah, the uh the speedruns and a lot of like the glitches and hacks that people have found because people are still like digging through that game and finding new and better ways to do either speedrun or just to kind of hack it. It's it's really interesting to see the things that people have figured out how to do with it. Um, I think there's a hack where you can fly across the map if you use a combination of, let me see if I correctly, it's bombs, shield surfing, and... It might be the time freeze option, like that combination. You just continuously set off an explosion underneath of the shield and shield surf up, and just it, it shoots you across the map. Um, it's really like you have to have the timing perfect, or it'll kill you. Yeah. It, it's just like how did somebody come up with that? It it, it um it's really cool seeing the creativity that with just looking weird things you can do with it something else that I really liked with it was um, in a lot of games that I play when you're confronted with a puzzle there's usually only one way to solve it um, that I had played where you you had a couple different options you had the quote-unquote solve it or you could figure out something much more complicated because the correct way didn't even cross your mind, which uh, is what happened to me a couple times. Um, there was one puzzle in particular that you have a tool that can freeze water and, um, does a couple other things this particular battle and kind of puzzle you were supposed to use that feature and freeze water and like dials back at the main uh, the main enemy and do like it it was something it should have been pretty easy um my husband figured that out pretty quickly myself and one of my other cousins did this completely overly complicated like it took us a much longer period of time to beat this boss. I, I don't remember what it was we were doing, but it was something completely off the wall that when we told Drew like, yeah, this is how we beat that boss, he just looked at us like we were stupid. It's like, why didn't you use the 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 freeze thing on the tablet? And I, Dylan and I both just looked at him and we were like, oh <laughs> <laughs> that would make be- sense. <laughs> but the fact that we were able to find something completely different that's still complicated but it still brought us to the same result was something that i found really cool
0: Hmm. I, i like that it's kind of unique in the sense of there's more ways to solve the puzzle and it's not just like that like you said it's getting away from that linear progression
2: yeah, and they've actually um, they've announced a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, it's been delayed a couple times. I've been trying to count how many times it's been delayed because if you follow Zelda games at all, they're never released on their original release date. Um, they're usually delayed at least like three or four times before they actually come out. But that's something I have personally never really had a problem with because that makes me feel better. Like Nintendo is making sure that stuff is done correctly before they put it out I got show.
1: so I, I'm curious when are you going to mention the, the true the true objective of these games which is to smash every single pot and I believe it's, like, like, Hyrule, it's called like High Rule or something like that if I'm correct Like, isn't that the main objective is just to go around smashing every single pot in the game
0: yes Gordon. they made a whole yeah. game where you, you have to break ceramics you're right, right. that's what Assassin's <laughs> Creed is
1: well have you ever seen like a, I'm assuming you guys know what a red fair is, right?
2: Yes. Oh yeah. are you talking are you talking about that photo of somebody who dressed up as Link and they wouldn't let him in the pottery shop. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I love that photo. <laughs> so You're yes, there's a wide eyed it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I have is... to find this. There's a I think there's a couple different versions of it, but there's actually in um oh, yeah. In, in The Wind Waker, there's actually a character, if you walk into his house, he's like the really big rich guy of the town, and he's got a bunch of really sparkly pots. Because usually when you break them, you get money out of them. So, of course, when you walk into the rich guy's house and you see these big, gorgeous, sparkly pots, they've got to have tons of money in them. So you go and you break them. And he screams the, the the guy who owns the house screams at you from the second floor and I think he makes you pay for them. <laughs> so they do like kind of make some jokes and stuff. they know that everybody does go out and break all the pots. so that's something that's also kind of fun. Um, something else I wanted to mention about Breath of the wild though, a really interesting, kind of cool stuff that they did with it if you wander around the world, because like I said, it's a very open world. Um, it's kind of sparsely populated just because of something that was going on in-game, in in-story. In like, it was kind of... It's almost post-apocalyptic in Hyrule because of some events that had happened, like, a hundred years before the start of the game. But um, they actually, in their character design for several characters, they paid tribute to a few different people who... I believe it was the original creator of the series or so- somebody who was um, very, very involved in getting the series up and running, who had passed away character in there who is designed to look exactly like him as a tribute to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but another one that I personally found very touching, um, there's actually a Robin Williams in the game because i don't know if you guys know this um robin williams was a very very big legend of zelda fan he actually named his daughter zelda wow and they did some advertisements for the game i believe when the wii was released and stuff like that so um since robin williams has unfortunately passed away they actually put I believe it's two separate characters who are believed to be references to him. So there is one who is a lookalike, um, who it's kind of sad when you find him. This character is wandering back and forth down a path from one of the towns, going up towards a mountain. And if you talk to him, you can tell he's very depressed. But he can't quite decide if he wants to do anything about that. So he never does anything. He just walks back and forth on this path, but that is the one who, um, if I find a picture of him, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. It, if you see him, you'll that's Robin Williams. Um, the other one who is, everybody believes is a reference to him is a character. It's a name reference. The character's name is Robbie. And he's very flamboyant, and he's kind of um, – he's a key part of getting you some, like, really good equipment and just this very, like, flamboyant character. And a lot of fans were theorizing that – oh, hey, yeah, you found it.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, a lot of fans were theorizing that this character named Robbie was more representative of Robin Williams' – like um, like that putting on that happy face and like helping everybody out and keeping everybody like happy and motivated so I don't remember if Nintendo ever confirmed like Robbie being that part of a tribute but if you see this picture of the lookalike character um, it's really hard to deny that that was a tribute to him
0: yeah I'm
1: impressed at how good they did it looked pretty much just like him
2: yeah Huh. So I mean, very it's cool. a, yeah, it's a very um, very sweet tribute to a couple different people who did a lot for the series over the years.
0: I uh, I get definitely get the emotional connection. I similar story. I grew up playing like uh, ocarina of time with my brother, and uh, whenever he eventually got deployed overseas i got i it was my mission to beat majora's mask uh while he was gone because he always would pick on me that uh he was the only one able to beat majora's mask and i (laughs) failed every time so i i definitely get it legend of zelda is kind of like a legacy game and it definitely has a lot of sentimental value to a lot of different people yeah All right, so top three reasons why your game is superior than Assassin's Creed, Rocket League, and... What was it? Mario Party or something? (laughs) (laughs) I already forget. (laughs) Uh, Call of Duty.
2: All right. Well, my number one reason would be that this is a game that can be enjoyed by kind of all ages. So not that the other games can't be, but when you get some younger-aged kids... Assassin's Creed might be a little bit too mature for them. The same thing with Call of Duty. Um, Rocket League, I don't know much about, so I'm not going to touch that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as Legend of Zelda goes, it's Nintendo is a very family-friendly company. They've tried to keep series very open to... Uh, Like, I know I would be comfortable putting a young kid down with some of the games to play. They might have a hard time getting through some of the puzzles, but, like, the actual story and animations and everything, um, I wouldn't really have an issue with it. But at the same time, it's something that adults are able to enjoy because they do sneak in their little innuendos, and sometimes they're not so subtle. Um, Yeah, we're just going to leave that one alone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so it really is something that can be enjoyed by all ages. Now, a second reason that I would say it's better is because it is really developing with the times, but a lot of big changes in it to keep it relevant. Because if they had stuck with that same old like linear formula, yes, you'd have your diehard fans like myself who would still get all the games. But, I mean, let me see. I pulled up how many times... Okay, so f- currently there are 27 video games out at- and Now, that is including original titles, ports, and remakes. So it's not 27 individual games per se, but it- it's up there. And it's been out for, like I said, this is the 35th anniversary. So that long wow. end has been able to change and grow with the times is definitely... Definitely something to be uh reckoned with. Um a third reason, it's just a freaking awesome game, dude. Like
0: (laughs) very (laughs) good. All right. Well, I think that uh you really summarized that well. And um for any of you that are interested in some of the things that we spoke about, if you watch this podcast on YouTube, I will throw in Clips of like the side by side of the Robin Williams character, etc. So you can see that for yourself. Um, so I guess that leaves me f- to uh, bring this home with my favorite video game series. <laughs> and uh, the more I think about this, I have a feeling that Lizette is going to roast me because I think that you can <laughs> know more
2: about this than I do. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more caught up on the recent games, but do go on. <laughs> So the game series
0: that I'm focusing on is a game called Kingdom Hearts. It was originally released in 2002, I believe. And essentially the premise of the game is you follow, you're introduced to three characters, uh, Sora, Kairi, and Riku. And you basically just start the game, do the tutorial, kind of get the basic mechanics. And the story really develops when a storm hits and they live on Destiny Island, and the storm strikes, and basically it it's more than just a storm. There's... Uh, I, I don't want to, like, spoil it and, like, give it all away, but <laughs> essentially you... The main character, Sora, is ripped out of his normal world, and he can't find uh, Kairi, he can't find Riku. Uh, he's dropped into, essentially, a universe where... Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters coexist, and okay. as the plot develops, you re- he you you start to see who the villains are, and you basically f- play through versions of Disney movies like The Little Mermaid or um, Tarzan, which forever was the hardest level in that. First oh my game. goodness! Yeah. I hate <laughs> um, <the> level. <laughs> so it's kind of cool because you're you're essentially replaying the movie but with these new added characters and like you can kind of you know what's happening if you're a Disney fan like I am, you know what's going on, and it's basically f- figuring out what you have to do to make the story complete. And uh you realize that your friend Kyrie was taken for a reason. Uh that they are trying to collect all seven of the princesses of heart, so to speak. And there's a whole plot line and Honestly, we could go on and on, and there's so many story details and so many, um, I want to say, consistencies as well as inconsistencies that it really is a massive storyline, and it has a huge fandom. Um, I have played uh, first and the second as well as um, some of the offshoots, but I unfortunately never was able to play the third and final game i uh follow a, of, I follow a lot of <laughs> what
2: it's not the final game but go on
0: well the third i should say the third in that story arc is that perhaps better
2: um debatable but go yeah. on wait i thought
0: that okay maybe i don't know uh. as much about it
2: <laughs> go go will- on
0: I love the game. I won't follow a YouTuber. Uh, she goes by the handle Super Butter buns and uh, she has <laughs> some incredible reaction videos and gameplay videos. So I have been able to see the, the basically the plot of the third game, and um, from what I understand, they are basically continuing on in another arc of like the story going forward. Um, but unfortunately, the one thing about Kingdom Hearts again, we have a little bit of a release date issue. Uh, games will be announced and then it'll be several years that they take to develop and finish. I know that's caused a lot of frustration within the fandom. Uh, some of the writing has caused some frustration, but when you look at the game as a whole, <clears throat> it's a beautiful story with some really powerful morals. And I guess as I'm getting into my final three reasons here. It's a very powerful story about love and friendship, and it's got a lot of incredible like morals and it, really like you said i would i would want a child to play this game um for the simple fact of the entertainment but also what it teaches and what it tries to inspire in everybody uh second i love the disney crossover you know getting to see some of your favorite childhood characters in this way totally it it can warp your i don't want to say warp but it can it changes your sense of like interacting with these characters and what you remember of them from the movies. For example, I remember one time I was uh, playing, this is years ago, I was playing the second or maybe it was the first and either way, my dad walked in and he saw Jiminy cricket on the the screen. And he said, as that was his favorite Disney character. And he actually sat down and watched me play through that entire section of the story because he was so enthralled by seeing the animation and the, the gameplay. And obviously he's not one for video games, but mm-hmm. I guess my second reason is it brings people of all age groups and demographics together because Disney is a powerhouse and pretty much everybody has a favorite character or a favorite movie. And uh, my third reason would probably just be the community. Uh, it really has one of the largest fandoms I've ever seen. Very um, very vocal, very uh, opinionated, very strong willed. And I think it's pretty inspiring for a video game to have such a cult following. I mean, I remember when it first came out, and it wasn't that big. And my friend on the school bus played it, beat it, and let me borrow it. And we were like the only two around that really knew about it. And then by the end of the year in 2002, I believe it was a big boost in like uh, year end game awards and like the holiday sales it really started to take off and it became a small group of fans to a larger, to a larger, and it just kept expanding. And I think that was a pretty cool thing to witness.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely agree with all of your... Also a series that is very near and dear to my heart. It's actually, um, it's my husband's favorite video game series, one of his favorites. And it's something that he and I had played together um, years before we'd even started dating, so like we we have been met- playing this together when we were kids. Um, now, I I love all of the games up until the recent release, and I think so. Uh, part of the problem with three was like you said that long delayed release date it let everybody get so hyped up and it gave everybody so much time to like sit around and theorize and come up with ideas and we all just got our expectations up really really high now another problem that kingdom hearts tends to suffer from and like i said i i adore this series i used to sit um in middle school, I would sit at the lunch table with my best friend and we would spend hours and hours just theorizing and talking philosophically about this these games and like the story and trying to puzzle out. Uh, at that point, I believe it was just the first game, Chain of Memories, and the second game were the only ones that were out at the time and we like did deep dives into the story the backgrounds of everything like our 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 friends wouldn't even talk to us they'd just go and sit at the other end of the table because they're like you guys are nuts um i also have some really good memories of going over to her house for the weekend and like we'd go down in the basement and we would pretty much just camp down there and play. She actually ordered the final mix version of one of the games before it was released over here. So she had to modify her PlayStation so that we could play the Japanese version of the final mix. Wow.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: I mean, that's, that's Hannah. So, I mean, Hannah's also the one who made <laughs> you and me, our Keyblade Steven. So Steven.
0: Yep. Still have it to this day.
2: <laughs> yep. Mine's sitting around here somewhere. Um, uh, <laughs> I've got to tag her in this because I know she'll enjoy the shout out. <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean like I, I have lots of really good memories of going and playing that with her too. So it it really the third king was not good. Um just because the story they have gotten it so tangled and convoluted at this point that um i when my sister went to replay the third game she asked me she's like Lizette, can you please put together a powerpoint for me and remind me of the story because she's like i i want to be caught up i want to understand what's going on but she's like there's so much Mm -hmm. and she told me um that whole week before the game came out she said her brain was absolute mush whenever she was at work because she was trying process and download all of this information was i believe the way she put it <laughs> um so i mean it it is a lot of fun i'm i'm sitting here staring at i i collect uh video game guides when they still print at them i'm sitting here staring at all of my kingdom hearts guides i've got kingdom hearts funko pops i've got a couple of the mangas Sitting alongside all of my Legend of Zelda ones, of which there are many more. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I think we were talking right before we started the podcast. If you didn't do Kingdom Hearts, I probably would have, and if you, I didn't do Legend of Zelda, you probably would have, because these really are two of our favorite series.
0: Yeah, I think even flaws and all, and I understand a little bit about three. I was there when. Super Butterbuns is reacting and I was up on watching her Twitch when she was playing it for the first time and I understand that like you know they had to re-release or they did a DLC for an an ending that kind of made up for the lack of the original release and it was kind of a mess but for me like these games in my eyes will forever not be able to do anything wrong because they are so sentimental and I know that's like a bad outlook I mean obviously I can I can identify the flaws but but I mean, it's a, it's
2: a legacy. Be, yeah, and I mean, being able to say like, hey, this has some flaws, but I still love it because of these other reasons. I mean, I, I think that's a good thing. And I mean, I think that definitely speaks to all of the things that they did right. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I, I agree with you up until actually there, there's a few other releases aside from three that are kind of like meh, but overall, they had Mm -hmm. far more hits than misses.
0: Yes. And it's not like, you know, I would rather be an enlightened soul who plays Legend of Zelda and uh, Kingdom Hearts rather than, you know, somebody that plays like Rocket League or Assassin's Creed. I I know. Wow. I've never
1: played either of those games.
0: You really should. um... Uncultured swine.
1: (laughs) Zelda. I want to. I just don't have uh, the required equipment to play them.
2: I gotcha. I mean, I definitely felt I. I bought my uh, Nintendo Switch purely to play Breath of the Wild. I mean, I've obviously gotten more games since then. I mean, like Animal Crossing is another game series that I will not start talking about right now. Um,
0: Maybe that'll be a uh, video games part two.
2: Yeah. We Cause definitely then I, get... a Cause then I <laughs> definitely need a part two, because then I get to talk. We're
3: definitely going to need a part two. Oh so.
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: most definitely. Because I,
2: I... I, oh go sorry. on, sorry. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say I, I have quite a few other uh, either standalones or series that I could definitely talk about, but Same not here. today.
1: Yeah, in yeah. a lot more just... detail too than just. We're gonna we're re- we'll be revisiting this topic and yeah. The future
0: i uh i agree so with that being said i want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode please drop us a comment and tell us your favorite video game tell us why it's better than our games or tell us which one of the four of us you agree with um if we messed anything up let us know um we appreciate any and all feedback we are trying to really build a community here and we want Everybody, to join the Discord server, you know, come talk about your favorite video game, be really connect with us. And um, that being said, I think that's pretty much the end of the road for video games, part one. But wait, we have some breaking news. Oh boy!
3: <laughs>
1: oh, I th- I didn't know you're still here. With how quiet you' been, Macy.
3: <laughs> now we have some breaking news—a little faith restored in humanity situation. Okay. A college student raises $100,000 for an Uber driver with cancer. Wow.
2: That's sweet. That's also really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: What he thought would be a simple Uber trip eventually led to a $100,000 GoFundMe campaign. On his way to meet his friends, 22 year old Roland Gainer learned that his Uber driver, Kenneth Broski, suffered from head, throat, and tongue cancer, and had only weeks left to live. Discovering that Broski was driving for Uber to save money for his daughter and grandchildren, fearing that they would lose their house after he passed, Gaynor was inspired to help the older man. Setting up a GoFundMe account, Gaynor raised more than $100,000 in five days for Broski, more than enough to pay his mortgage and leave some extra money for his family.
0: Wow.
1: That's impressive.
0: Very. Like you said, that is definitely a faith restorer in humanity. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michi. I I think that, you know, that's a good way to leave it on a positive note like that. You're welcome. All right. And once again, thank you, Anchor, for making this podcast possible. We couldn't do it without you. And we will catch you guys in the next one. Pasta la vista.
1: Let's Be Nerds is hosted and produced by Gordon A. Bryant and Stephen J. McLean. Our co-host for this episode was Lizette, and guest host was Michi. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speak Easily Productions. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and sponsored by Anchor.fm. To keep up with the latest about the show, follow us on Twitter at Let's, the letter B, Nerds. Or join our Discord server, which is linked in the description box below, along with our Patreon. Thanks to Kylie Gregg, our social media manager. Also, a special thanks to Robert B. Jacobs for composing our theme song. You can follow his Instagram at Bobby underscore Spectre. Also, check out Stephen Jay's YouTube channel, called speak easily of Stephen J you can also find them on Twitter and Facebook under the same handle or on insta under speak easily Stephen J you can also find Lizette on Instagram at X shadow song X <laughs>